You're listening to Educari Radio, providing free learning resources for international educators and students. For more information on our nonprofit programs, please visit www.mr.us. That's www.mr.us. I'm your host, Stephen Van Hook. Welcome. I've been teaching university courses for a number of years, and one of the most heartbreaking things I hear coming from my students is when they say there's just nothing for them to believe in, nobody to trust. And the saddest of all is when the students don't believe in themselves, their own abilities, their own potential. So there is this thought that has stuck in my head since the 1970s. It's a quote I heard back then from pop singer Cat Stevens, who said that self-doubt is the greatest evil of all. And I've thought about that a lot over the years. Why is self-doubt so insidiously evil? It keeps us from even trying to do the things we might, the good we could otherwise accomplish. Now, some say the greatest trick ever played by the devil is to convince people he doesn't exist. I think the devil's greatest trick, if there be such a demon, is to convince people that they don't exist, or at least that they don't matter, that people live pointless, meaningless lives and then slip into oblivion. Self-doubt is the highest evil, and we impose it upon ourselves. Of course, it's perfectly understandable, even rational, that we feel small given the immensity of everything about us, or we're just not paying attention. I mean, there's some 100 billion galaxies in the universe, some 100 billion stars per galaxy, totaling some 10 sextillion stars out there. And according to calculations of the esteemed astronomer Carl Sagan, there are perhaps as many as 10 trillion other advanced civilizations spread throughout all cosmic creation, just based on conservative statistical probabilities. And it's all so mind-bogglingly big that humorous Douglas Adams wrote the ultimate torture for a soul is to place pitiful people in a horrific machine, giving them a sense of the proportion of their place in the infinite expanse of space. Nothing but an invisible dot on an invisible dot, and they would wail at their insignificance. So, given the immensity of everything that's outside of us, how can we ever rationally feel anything but insignificant over what's inside of us? Well, It helps to think we've got some pretty impressive numbers going on for us, too. For example, a neuroscientist in a TED Talk noted how we each have 100 billion neurons in our adult brain, each with somewhere between 1,000 to 10,000 contacts with other neurons, meaning that the total number of possible permutations of our brain activity exceeds the number of elementary particles in the entire universe. And that's pretty impressive. So what are you doing with all of your permutations? And our minds hunger for such brain work, for purpose, for meaning. The noted psychologist Viktor Frankl suggests that even the richest life surrounded with luxury and treasure, but devoid of meaning, can ring desperately hollow. 
and even the most pitiful existence. In Frankel's case, he was interred in horrendous Nazi concentration camps, Auschwitz, humanity reduced to base animals, that even as they were marched to the gas chambers, some rare spirits might find a purpose and meaning that shined from their face, even if the belief was only that by their suffering, perhaps someone else might be spared. Frankel observed that our hunger for meaning is as strong a drive as most any other, and frustrated purpose can lead to an existential vacuum, emptiness, and boredom. Frankel would frequently quote Nietzsche, and that those who have a why can suffer most anyhow. So where do we find our meaning, our purpose, the will to carry it out? Frankel says there is no blanket answer to the question that we each have a calling, a need to identify that purpose for ourselves or suffer the debilitating consequences. Television journalist Diane Sawyer sometimes poses a question during her interviews and she asks, what do you know for sure? It's a good question. How would you answer it? Is there something you know for sure? Well, if there's one thing I'm sure of that I believe to my core, it's that everything we do matters. Every action, every motion ripples from us like gravitational waves in universal physics, infinite and eternal. And that influences everything else, however minutely. And if that's true, then everything we might have done but didn't do matters too. An unfulfilled potential. Some say even what we think matters. Harriet Beecher Stowe, the author of Uncle Tom's Cabin, says that an atmosphere of sympathetic influence encircles every human being, and the man or woman who feels strongly on the great interest of humanity is a constant benefactor to the human race. So even how we think and feel might well do some good. So to wrap it up, Sometimes when my students feel overwhelmed by the challenges and choices ahead of them, intimidated by the immensity of it all and their apparent powerlessness, in the closing moments on the last day of a course, I'll flash this picture on the screen and tell them, here is the world. It belongs to you just as much as anybody else. Well, that's been said before. For example, Max Ehrman's Desiderata. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And the time to accept that as true is right now. What are you waiting for? As Yogi Brahmacharaka says, we are as much a part of eternity right now as we will ever be. So get on up, go on out, hold your head high, stake your claim in this world right now and do good things with it. To find direct links to the audio and video files mentioned in this podcast, please visit www.mr.us and click the podcast link at the top of the page. That's www.mr.us. Once again, it's www.mr.us. These materials are freely available for educational use. Enjoy!